You are now tuned in to Brooklyn Teen Challenge Podcast, filmed live at 444 Clinton Avenue. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope this word encourages you and challenges you at the same time. For more information on Brooklyn Teen Challenge, visit us on the web at www.brooklyntc.org. Well, praise the Lord. Doesn't that sound beautiful? What a beautiful Savior we have. Well, I'm excited about our next speaker. Chris, Pastor Chris is a, a very, 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 very dear friend to me and my family. In fact, he was uh, my best uh, man in, our, in my wedding. Um, over the recent years, he's been there for, uh, for, for all the best moments of, of mine and my wife's life. We've served together at Long Island Teen Challenge for, for some years. A lot of time in parking lot ministry. <laughs> I think one of the things that binds us together is, is our brokenness because we're both Met fans. <laughs> but he's got a, a great heart, a beautiful family godly wife and three children. One of his sons, Josiah, is here in the front row. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you stand up? <laughs> He's a handsome young man, ain't he? <laughs> That's an inside joke. But, Well, Chris, why don't you come up here? He's the pastor of Refuge Church which his name will be changing in a couple weeks. I don't know if he's going to tell you about that. But, but he's a pastor of a church in Long Island. God's doing amazing things there. He's an amazing father and an amazing husband. I hear from your wife anyway. I, I don't know that personally. but And a great friend, Pastor Chris. Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Amen. I don't know about you, but I am so glad to be here tonight. And even more importantly than that, I'm glad that you're here tonight. How many of you have come to hear a word from the Lord this evening? Because I got news for you. If you came to hear from me, you're going to be very disappointed because uh, I've got not much to say. But if you come to hear from the Lord, I believe that God is going to speak to us tonight. Um, you know, God gave me a thought this week that I, I really felt strongly was a word for us. And as we've had our time in worship today, and even as Paul shared uh, his thought as we were praying earlier, I believe that the Lord has confirmed uh, his word today. And, and I'm excited to kind of just share uh, a little bit of hope today. Who can lose a little bit of hope in their hearts today? Amen. Um, well, like Elizabeth Taylor told all her husbands, I promise not to keep you very long. Amen. I'll try to keep it, I'll try to keep it on the 60 minutes. If you're under the age of 35, you probably have no idea who Elizabeth Taylor is. If you're in the program, when you go home on pass, you can Google it, find out who she is. But uh, if you have your Bibles tonight, turn to the book of Daniel, chapter 10. Daniel, chapter 10. I'm believing that God is going to speak to some of us here tonight who have been believing, who have been praying that God would do something significant in and with and through your life. Who's been praying for that here this evening? 
In fact, I know that some of you are praying because I've sat where you've sat uh, 25 years ago. It's almost hard to even hear myself say that. 24, 25 years ago, I graduated the ministry of Teen Challenge. And I remember coming in uh, very broken and lost and hurting him. And uh, not really coming here to find Jesus. I came because it was the only free drug and alcohol program that I could find. Can I get an amen from somebody? But, I, but it was as I walked through the doors of Teen Challenge that, that I met Christ and I encountered him as my Lord and Savior. And, and I'm so thankful for that decision. And I'm so thankful because uh, who I am today and all that I'm doing today is a result of that one decision. And I know just because I've sat where you've sat that many of you here are praying for your children. You are praying for a restoration of your spouses and in your marriages. You're believing God that he is going to heal and restore your home and the, and the broken relationships. I know many of you are praying for loved ones to come to Christ. Breakthroughs from anxieties and depressions and fears. Financial miracles and breakthrough. I know many of you have left uh, home in some, uh, in some situations um, that are... Um, Still kind of up in the air, and you believe in God to touch and provide. Some of you are believing God for a miracle, perhaps not in your life, but in a loved one or a family member's life. Many of you are praying for your future, for what God would have for you in store in the future, your plans, your calling. And let's face it, some of you are just here today praying and believing that God would just remove the desires of drugs and alcohol from our lives. Amen? Wherever you're at here today, I believe that God has got a word for you. I believe that God has something significant for you. Because I believe that many of you have been praying and you've been believing and trusting God for some things and you've yet to see those things come to fruition. Daniel chapter 10. And I'll give you the context of where we're at here. A few chapters earlier in Daniel chapter 6, we're all familiar with the story of Daniel in the lion's den. So at this point in time, many scholars say that Daniel was perhaps in his mid-80s in Daniel chapter 6. So now we kind of force a fast forward four chapters later. We're here in Daniel chapter 10, and he's obviously older now. And just to give you a little background of the story, Daniel has been praying, and he has been praying, and he has been believing God for something special for decades upon decades. He has been standing firm in the faith, believing that God would do something special. And he's been trusting God to move in a mighty and a special way. Because if you remember here, King Nebuchadnezzar had completely destroyed the temple. And, you know, and the Bible tells us that he had taken many young men and many young women. And he had made them slaves. And this really burdened and grieved the heart of Daniel. So for Daniel, for decades, had been praying and praying that God would restore the temple that was destroyed. And that his Jewish brothers and sisters who were in captivity, who were in bondage, who were in slavery, that God would somehow in his grace and mercy free them and bring them back home to their homeland. And I'm sure that there were some signs over the years as Daniel was praying and praying that this might happen. But then all of a sudden, the Bible says that Daniel received a vision. And the vision from God was so disturbing to him that the Bible says it drove him to his knees and all he could do was turn to the Lord in prayer. What was this vision that Daniel had? You ready for it? He saw a vision of more war and hardship. Think about that. This man's been faithful in praying and trusting and believing that God would do something special. And what is the answer? He gets a vision from God that things are only going to get harder. He must have been like, God, are you kidding me? Are you serious? I've been praying and I've been faithful. I can't even take this anymore. Come on, how many of you have felt like that before? 
God, I've been praying. I'm doing everything I can do. I'm trusting you. I'm believing. And God, I feel like my prayers are not even getting past the ceiling. God, what is going on? Where are you? Are you there? But Daniel did what Daniel always did. He didn't become frustrated. He didn't get angry at God. He didn't begin to blame God and blame people around him. But but what it did is it drove him to his knees in prayer. And the Bible says for 21 days, Daniel began to fast. And he sought after the Lord. And what happened? He had a vision of this angelic being. And we'll pick up right here now in Daniel chapter 10, verses 5 through 8. I'm I'm reading from the uh, New Living Translation. And here's what Daniel says. He says, I looked up and I saw a man dressed in linen clothing with a belt of pure gold around his waist. His body looked like a precious gem. His face flashed like lightning and his eyes flamed like torches. His arms and his feet shone like polished bronze and his voice roared like a vast multitude of people. Verse 7, only I, Daniel, saw this vision. The men with me saw nothing, but they were suddenly terrified and ran away. So I was left there all alone to see this amazing vision. And it's kind of interesting here because Daniel's here with his boys and they all saw this vision. But the Bible says that only Daniel received the vision. In fact, the guys who were with him ran away in fear. And we don't know for sure why Daniel only saw this vision. But one thing we do know, friends, is there are times when God will reveal something special to you and not necessarily to somebody else. Amen? For those who have been following the Lord and walking with the Lord for a while, you've sat in this chapel many Tuesday mornings and Friday nights, and and you've heard a word from your pastor and your leader. And there are times, friends, that that word is spoken to you, but that might not be a word for somebody else. Or you're reading your Bible and and you read a verse that you've read probably a thousand times before. But on this particular day and this time, that word just penetrated your heart as if God was speaking from heaven himself to you and your situation. And this is kind of what was happening here with Daniel. Or maybe it was a song that was sung or a quiet moment from God. And you can just sit back and say, this was an amazing encounter that I've had with Almighty God. But then you try to tell someone else about it, and they think that you're crazy, right? How many of you have went home on your first pass, and you go home, and you're so excited for what God is doing? Because I didn't come from a Christian home. Thank God my mom loves the Lord, but my family still to this day is not saved. And I would go home, and I would share my excitement and the zeal of what God is doing, and they would look at me like I was nuts. And this is what happened here. But likewise, I believe with all my heart that there are some of you today that God has a word for you. And that you're going to have one of these moments that Daniel had with God. Where you're going to hear from God, perhaps at these altars tonight, that heaven is going to open up. And God is going to speak directly to you and your situation. Friends, God has something special for you here tonight. Our job is to stand firm in the faith. Because one thing that I know for sure is that if you seek God and you go after him with all your heart, friends, God will reveal himself to you. In fact, the Bible tells us that if we ask, he will do what? If we seek, he will do what? If we knock, he will do what? Amen. And I had one of these supernatural encounters in 1995 when I was at the farm and ready to graduate from Teen Challenge. And I'll never forget this day. It was 1995. It was the NBA playoffs. It was the Chicago Bulls versus the Orlando Magic. And this was when the Bulls were the real deal. How many Bulls fans in the 90s were there? 
with Jordan and Pippen and, and Dennis Rodman. He was kind of a wacko, but, you know, Luke Longley and his team. And, and I remember we had a powerful Sunday morning chapel service, and everybody went to the uh, TV room to watch TV. And I felt in my heart that I was to stay back and tarry and spend time with the Lord. And I'll never forget this day as I walked around the chapel up in Rarisburg, Pennsylvania, and I began to pray about my future and what God would have for me because I was coming to the end of my time in Teen Challenge. We've all been there before. We don't know where we're going to go, what God has in store for me. I didn't know what my future was. But, friends, one thing I do know is that one day I was one, that was that one person when I knelt on my knees before God. But when I got up, friends, I was somebody totally different. And who I am today and what I'm doing today is a result of that one moment with God 25 years ago. Friends, what am I and why am I saying this? Because I want to encourage you today because all it takes is one word from the Lord here tonight that can revolutionize and change your life for eternity. Friends, one word can change your situation around, can change your outlook and your perspective and your life forever. So in the next few moments, I want to talk about how this story applies to our lives here today. And secondly, how can we stand firm in the faith when you've been praying, when you've been hoping, and you've been believing and trusting for something, but your prayers don't seem to be answered? So real quickly today, number one, if you want to stand firm in your faith, you must, number one, you need to always remember that God cares about you much more than you care about yourself. Friends, God cares about you more than you could ever care about yourself. In verses 10, it says this. It says, Daniel, remember, this is after years of waiting and tarrying and trusting and going through some very difficult, dark times in his life. It said, just then, a hand touched me. You see that? And it did what? It didn't just touch him. Let's say it together. It says, the hand touched me, and it lifted me. Friends, why is that so significant? Because, friends, the hand of God will never extend to condemn you. Friends, the hand of God will always extend to lift you. Can I get an amen this morning? The hand of God will never extend to condemn you, to keep you down. But it will always be there to lift you up to where God wants you to be. And this is what Daniel says in verses 10. He says, Thus, just then the hand touched me, and it lifted me, still trembling to my hands and knees. And the man said to me, who we know this man was the pre-incarnate Christ. It was, it was Christ revealing himself. It says, Daniel, you are very precious to God. Friends, do you hear that this morning? You are very precious to God. And friends, some of you need to hear that tonight. And that's why you're here today, because you need to be reminded Although it's a simple truth that we sometimes overlook and forget. Friends, you are precious and you are valuable in the sight of Almighty God. You are valuable to God. He loves you. He cares about you. And there is nothing you can do to make him love you more. And there is nothing you could do that he could ever possibly love you less. Why? Because he loves you, not just because that's what he does. Friends, he loves you because that is who he is. You are precious, the Bible says, and you are valuable to almighty God. And friends, I'll be honest because there are a lot of people in my life who I love. You know, as Pastor Paul mentioned, I have a, a beautiful wife, Kristen, who I've been married to for, boy, I better not get this wrong, since 1998. What is that, 21 years? Thank you, Camille. can always count on you. I have a beautiful son, Josiah, 
who's going to be turning 18 years old. I have a beautiful son at home, Christian, who's 15 years old. I have an 8-year-old daughter, Isabel. And friends, I love these individuals in my life. They are precious to me. Paul Burke, on the other hand, is one of my closest friends. He is a blessing to me. I love him. I love his family. I love his children. Let's give it up for Paul. How many of you appreciate this man of God? Amen. I'm so thankful for him. I'm so thankful for our friendship. I value him. I honor him. I respect him. I'm so thankful for the relationship we have. But Paul, I'm sorry to say, you are not precious to me. You're not. But friends, on the other hand, I love you. <laughs> but friends, on the other hand, our good God, our merciful and loving God, he looks at you and I with the same kind of love that a father or a mother would look upon their children. Friends, you are precious to God, and he cares about you here today more than you could ever care about yourself. Number two, and I love this one, if you're going to stand firm in the faith, you have to understand that God is doing much more than you understand. Friends, God is doing much more than you understand. See, one of the verses that has really kind of stabilized my foundation, that's kind of like the ground zero scripture for me, is found in Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Let me break it down like this. I did a little research and a little study for you here tonight to kind of prove this point of how God is doing so much more than we could ever understand from a very practical point of view. How many of you know that light travels at the speed of 186 miles per hour? Pretty crazy, right? So basically, in the time it takes for me to snap my fingers, light has a sound has already, a light has already circumnavigated the globe a half a dozen times. That's crazy, right? Almost hard for us to wrap our finite minds around that. Let's put it like this. Our sun is 93 million miles away. So if you were to get in your car right now and you were to drive 65 miles per hour for 24 hours a day, for 365 days a year with no pit stops, with no rests, and with no breaks, friends, it would take you more than 163 years to get there. Crazy. And our sun is the nearest star in our tiny little galaxy called the Milky Way. And astrophysicists have discovered galaxies 13.7 billion light years away. Follow me here. So if you do a little research, you'll discover that one light year is equivalent to 5.88 trillion miles. So if the farthest galaxy is 13.7 billion light years away, multiply that by 5.88 trillion miles, and for you mathematicians out there, that comes to 80 sextillion miles. Think about that. Friends, we can't even wrap our minds around something like that. Therefore, friends, what God is trying to say to you and I here today is that the distance between your thoughts, friends, and his thoughts is that distance. Friends, inconceivable. Friends, the plans that God has for you, the, the miracles that God is going to do in your life, the prayers that God is going to answer, the things he's going to reveal to you, the things he's going to do in and through your life, friends, are so much greater than you could ever think or imagine. Friends, God is doing more than you even understand here today. 
Our best thought on our best day is still about 13.7 billion light years short of how good and how great our God is today. Can we give him a clap offering? Friends, God is doing more than you understand today. Now, it gets pretty cool in verses 12. If you have your Bibles, in verses 12, it says, Then the angelic being said to me, to Daniel, he says, Do not be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before God, your request has been heard in heaven, and I have come to answer your prayer. Think about how awesome that is. God is telling all of us here today, since the first moment you opened up your mouth and you shed those tears and you said that cry and that prayer to God, friends, God heard your prayers. And he doesn't just hear it. It says that he has come in answer to your prayers. Friends, in verses 13, it's going to get a little weird here for a second. We're about to get a little supernatural here. But in verses 13, it says that Christ or the angelic being says this. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me. And I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now, let's talk about this because this is kind of interesting. But before we jump into that, let me talk about, talk to some of you here who have been praying for something and you have not seen that prayer being answered and you're wondering if it's even worth praying about anymore. Friends, you've been praying for so long that it's almost now where you begin to hear those voices in the back of your mind telling you, why even bother? Does God even care? Does God even hear me? Is he even and ever going to answer me? Friends, if God were going to do something, he would have done it by now. Why even waste your breath? Come on. How many of you have been told those lies by the enemy? It's not even worth it. I've been praying. I've been praying and nothing's happening. It's not even worth it anymore. Friends, Daniel prayed for decades upon decades for God to move. So, friends, if that is you here today and you have that in your heart, what I want you to understand here today, follow me, is that the first time you prayed, the Bible says, God heard your prayers. The first prayer you prayed, God has heard your prayers. And more than that, he has come to answer those prayers. Friends, God loves the persistent prayers of his children. He loves when we continue to come to him and cry out to him. And the first time you called on the name of Jesus Christ in faith, friends, you can rest assured today that heaven heard your petition. And here's what is so powerful. Think about this. You're going to love this part. It says Daniel prayed, and he continued to pray, and he continued to pray, and he remained faithful, and he endured, and he persevered, and he trusted God. And what did he see? The Bible says absolutely nothing. Isn't that so encouraging today? You were like, oh, this has got to be good. Daniel was so faithful. God must have answered with a huge prayer and miracle. Friends, absolutely nothing happened. But just because he didn't see anything, friends, did not mean that God wasn't doing something. I don't know if you got that today. Just because you're not seeing something doesn't mean that God is not working behind the scenes in your behalf, on your behalf, and for your behalf. Because remember, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are God's ways greater than your ways. And his thoughts greater than your thoughts. Friends, I know that God is speaking to someone here today because you've been battling discouragement. And the enemy has been having a field day in your mind and with your thoughts. 
And friends, you've even plotted your exit plan and your exit strategy even here tonight. Because you've been praying and you've been trusting, you've been crying out to God and you have not seen anything. Can I encourage you here today, just because you're not seeing anything doesn't mean that God isn't up to something. In fact, the Bible tells us just the opposite. It says the first time you cried out to God, he released his angelic beings and they are doing warfare for you in a way that, friends, you and I could never even understand. So what do we do? Friends, we have to keep believing, amen? We have to keep trusting. We have to keep persevering. We have to keep pressing in. And although you may not see something and things might not be happening in the timing and in the manner and the way that you wish things would happen, friends, understand this. You have no idea what kind of battle is going on in the heavenly realms from a God who loves you so much that he's working behind the scenes to do things in and with your life that you wouldn't even understand. Why? Because he cares and he loves you. Friends, you are precious and you are valuable in his sight. Do not become weary in doing good. Continue to trust God. I remember seeing in the program of Teen Challenge, wondering, what am I ever going to do in my life? I've damaged every relationship. I've destroyed every relationship. I had no education. I had no skills. I had no trades. I didn't know what I was going to do. Friends, you never know what God is doing behind the scenes. Your job is to remain faithful. Amen? And finish what God has called you to do. Church, 21 days earlier, when Daniel still saw nothing, the Bible says that there was a battle raging in heaven. And heaven heard his prayer the very first time he prayed. So how do you keep standing in the faith, you ask? By remembering, number one, that he cares for you more than you do. Number two, that he's doing way more than you'll understand. And number three, God's strength is always made perfect in your weakness. God's strength is always made perfect in your weakness. And this is a New Testament principle as well. The Apostle Paul tells us the very same thing. He says, in your weakness, his strength is made perfect. Friends, meaning that sometimes when we become to the end of ourselves and we've got nothing left to, to do, nothing left to to, no more tears to cry, no more things to do. We've tried to do everything on our own strength and our own wisdom and our own intellect. Friends, that's when God loves to step in and take over. Amen? And some of you, you've come to a place here today where you feel like you've got absolutely nothing left. You're at the end of yourself. You feel like giving up. You feel like leaving the program. You feel like throwing the towel in because this is too difficult. Friends, can I encourage you here today that when you are the weakest, friends, God loves to show up and show off in your life. It is in your weakness that he loves to show his strength in you. Until you finally embrace your weakness, you'll never appreciate the strength of Almighty God. When you recognize that you've prayed and that you have no more faith and you don't physically have any more strength and that then I'm at the end of myself, that's when his power loves to intervene and becomes more real than ever before. Verse 17 says this. This is what Daniel says. This is his response to Christ or this angelic being. He says, how can someone like me, your servant, talk to you, my Lord? My strength is gone. My strength is gone. I can hardly breathe. Come on, who's been there before? You got nothing left. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. My strength is gone. I can't even breathe. Friends, here's the good news in verses 18. Again, 
Friends, God won't just touch you once, but he'll touch you again and again and again. It says, again, the one who looked like a man touched me, and he gave me strength. What did he do? He touched him. And Daniel said, I felt the strength of Almighty God come back into my life. Friends, don't miss it here today. When he touched Daniel, Daniel felt his strength returning. And for some of you here today, this is exactly what you need to hear. Because, friends, one touch and your faith can be restored. One touch and your hope can be returned. One touch and you're believing for the very thing that you've laid down and lost hope of because you thought it was never going to happen. One touch, friends, today, and you can be set free. One touch is enough to keep us going. One touch and everything can change. And Christ says to him, just like he says to us here today as I wrap up and close, Verses 19 says, don't be afraid, you who are very precious to God. Peace, be encouraged, be strong. Friends, we can keep standing in the faith today. Why? Because the first time you prayed, God heard your prayer. And he released his angelic forces to do work on behalf of your life in the heavenly realms. And just because you're here today and you might not be seeing things happen the way you wish they would happen, can I encourage you here today that God is still up to something. In fact, 1 Corinthians 2.9 reminds us that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Come on, how many lovers of the Jesus do we have here in the place today? We must always remember... Friends, that God loves you so much more than you could ever love yourself. And friends, he's doing something in your life even though you may not see it. And even though with our minds we can't wrap our minds around it. Friends, God has your best interest in mind. And we can stand in faith today because we have the assurance that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. So I don't know where you're at today and what you're going through, but one thing we can do is we can trust God even in the midst of uncertainty and difficulties in life. Our Heavenly Father, the Bible says, is working in all things to bring about good for those who love Him and who are called according to His purpose. That's how we continue to stand in the faith. Amen? One word. One touch. One verse is all we need from the Lord. And he can change our situation and our circumstance for all eternity. Amen? Let us stand here this evening. Thank you so much for listening today. Don't forget to rate this podcast. You can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and see our videos on our website at www.brooklyntc.org where hope has an address.